Hello and welcome back to the 16th installment of the 34 Sports Podcast. My name is Nug and today I'm joined again with my co-host Raptor. What's good? I'm back. I'm back. Alright, today uh, I didn't really think of a half a meatball of the week so we'll leave that alone. There's a lot of news today. Uh, We're going to start with the NFL this week. Um, NFL playoffs have uh, the brackets have just been set. Uh, I'm in kind of, this is probably the most I've watched football in my entire life, so um, I'm kind of ready to go here. I've got my predictions um, early. Um, for, I mean, Packers, Chiefs, a bye, but for the Bills and the Colts, I've got the Bills, no doubt. I mean, there's no real reason to it besides that they've got Josh Allen and they've got just a better team all around. Colts have been inconsistent all season. Uh, that depends on what Colts team shows up, but I think either way, depend whatever Colts team shows up is going to get torched by the Bills. They're going to steamroll them. I would agree on that one. Okay. Now, Steelers and Browns, I have an upset here. I think the Steelers what? can't run the ball, and I don't think they're going to win the first game. I think the Browns will get them here. They uh, beat the backups, but I don't. I still think the Browns can beat them even with the starters just because, uh, I forget, what is the one that hit Mason Rudolph with the helmet? I forget. They're defensive back. I can't think of him. He's a pro bowler, but he's going to be able to get at. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. Miles Garrett is going to be able to get at Ben Roethlisberger fairly easy. His arm has looked inconsistent at times. Um, so we'll see what he does. Uh, I could be wrong here, but if I have to take an upset somewhere, I think I'm going to pick the Browns. Because another thing for this game, it depends on which Baker Mayfield shows up as well. I mean, if Baker throws two interceptions, they're going to win the game. But if he comes and does like he did against the Ravens, uh, where they still lost, but the Ravens had a very good game too, uh, I think the Browns get a good chance at it. Um uh- for me, if we're just going to go back and forth on our picks for a round here, yeah. I the Browns are good. Like, I mean, they made it to the playoffs, so they're obviously not bad, right? But, I mean, in my opinion, I just don't think the Browns can take down a team like the Steelers, but I get what you're saying about the, the run game. Like we said, was it two weeks ago that the Steelers are kind of... Um, well, the Steelers pretty well died the last three, four weeks of the season. Uh, the one game hasn't we been also, going all year, well, but then, well, she, go ahead, i cut you off. You said they're predictable, right? And I'm starting to see that, because they can't throw, I mean, they can't run it, they throw it, it's all they do. Yeah, uh, I think, I I just, if I, I had to pick a upset somewhere, I have a couple of them, but this is one of the spots I could see a possibility. I'm still going to pick the Steelers, but that's just because I think they're the better team, but I could also see that way too, so, well, either one. The Steelers have had issues this year with playing down to their uh, opponents a lot of times, so that could be an issue. But it could be they could be coming out ready to go. Tomlin is a good coach. He just I don't know what's up with the teams. Um, all right, let's move on to Titans Ravens. I've got Derrick Henry uh, running all over this Ravens. Ravens are down. I think one of their um, good defensive backs. Not that it would make a whole lot of difference with Derrick Henry at two thousand yards this year. Uh, rushing. Um, another thing I saw for this Titans game, when I was looking back through the last couple of meetings, uh, Lamar Jackson has thrown two touchdowns and three interceptions in the last two meetings. One was last season and the other one was this season. Uh, 
he threw for he was one touchdown, one interception in the last game, and the other one was a two interception game. But Lamar really doesn't have a good night against the Titans, so I'm thinking it's going to be close. Uh, unless Lamar has an MVP performance, I think this Titans team is going to be able to steamroll uh, behind Derrick Henry till the next round. I would agree. I don't think the Ravens have showed enough this year. I mean, like, Lamar's Lamar, but the last time I saw them play against the Titans was the playoffs last year. We know how that went. Yeah. They... So I don't believe that it's going to happen. Like, I, 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 I think it might be closer, but I think it's going to be a repeat, and I think the Titans are going to move on. Yeah, I forgot they'd play in the playoffs. I didn't look at that stat. So those two games were their last regular season games, yeah. for reference. Okay, Packers got the bye because of the one seed. Saints over the Bears. I take the Saints yeah. because Kamara looked like he was heating up. I mean, he had that six touchdown, basically career game. I would say I don't see him getting that kind of numbers in the future. So, uh, yeah, and then the passing game, they've got Michael Thomas. Uh, they they've got other pieces. I just can't think of them right now. Their defense is. I wouldn't consider it the top in the NFL, but I think it is top five. I'd say it's right there at five for me. Um, and that Bears defense, they couldn't handle, uh, I think, who'd they lose to? I'm trying to think who ran all over them last week. Somebody, well, whoever they played last week, they couldn't stop in the run. So uh, Bears are going to uh, get knocked out in the first round. But, I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in like three years. So this for them, this is good. It's a upward trend. So uh, maybe next year, uh, new coaching change. Let me look at it last week. They, the, wait. Who did they play, the Panthers? Or was it the week? Week 16? What week do they play? Let me see. Let me look up this. Did they play okay. the Panthers We're in last week, week 16. They beat the Jaguars 41-17. to 17. Oh, no. We're in week, we were in week 17. But uh, Green Bay torched them. That's who did it. I mean, it's Green Bay, but I consider the Saints kind of built the same way as the Packers kind of and they Saints have even got more pieces than the Packers um I think the Saints defense is going to give Trubisky a lot of trouble because he doesn't like it when people rush at him uh last week against the Packers he threw for no touchdowns and one interception so and the Packers defense is not that bad um, Mitch Trubisky is not consistent. Uh, he, I mean, the stats I've been seeing coming out later, he has the same uh, games won and uh, actually has more game-winning drives to this point in his career than Aaron Rodgers did at that point in his career. So I don't know. I think it's more of a coaching thing because that's a lot of things with NFL quarterbacks. The, the coaches can, de- can be the reason why they have a starting job or not in the future because if quarterbacks kind of get a bad stigma most of the time after like their first two seasons and i think he's had nagy for in chicago for most of that time so we'll have i'd like to see them get a new coach but if they made the playoffs they probably won't do that um but i i haven't minded trubisky lately he did complete 33 out of 42 passes which isn't horrible um i have seen a lot of improvement out of him but i don't know I mean, what are they going to do, trade for Carson Wentz? They don't really have any other good options going forward. There's not really, They don't have a high draft pick either, so they don't have a shot at um, any... I mean, they wouldn't have a shot at Trevor Lawrence anyway unless they just bottomed out. But, like, uh, 
Justin Fields or or Zach Wilson or somebody like that. So they're pretty well. I would get I would keep Trubisky for at least a little bit longer. I would agree. I think he's like like I mean I still stick by the fact he's kind of in, in inconsistent. But I see what you're saying about the coaches have an effect on these guys quite a bit of the time. I want to so, see. Well, go ahead. I'll say what I was going to uh, say. I think they're going to be. I mean, I do not see them winning, but I see them. I don't know. I see them having a good game. But the defense holds them. Yeah, it helps Trubisky out quite a bit because the defense can hold most teams. I mean, they didn't hold the Packers last week, but there wasn't a lot of teams. That not many teams the Packers. have. Packers. I'm looking at the stats right now. They scored 21 points in the third in the second alone, and then 14 in the fourth. So, I mean. That's hard. To do. I mean, it looks like the Bears have good stints of defense. It just, I mean, that's a, they got a good defensive squad. There, they're just slowly getting older, and nothing is improving as much on the offensive end. But that's enough about the Bears. Saints are going to win that game. Move on to the Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks got that uh, in the bag. Goff is hurt right now. If Goff doesn't play for the Rams, there's no way they're winning. Um, it's a, a team. The the Rams. Went back and forth, but as soon as they lost to the Jets, I knew they were basically dead in the water. Uh, so the Seahawks will get that one easy. Um, now I've got another upset. Um, I think Washington, the Washington football team is going to take out Brady and the Buccaneers. And there's one reason why. Brady has always struggled against a good defensive team with four run, for, with four rushers. And the the Washington, that's what they built on this year. They got Chase, uh, Chase Young, and they've got other guys. I can't name them right now, but they've got guys that can get at him. For they've just got guys that can really get at the quarterback. And I think he's going to struggle. Maybe wrong on this one, but I wanted to get a couple upsets in here. And these the Browns and the and the Washington football teams are the ones I see possible. Um. The Bucks have been inconsistent at times. They've had weeks where they've looked really good through the season, and they've had weeks where they look fairly mediocre. Now, they have really heated up at the end of the season, so this could just be um, all for nothing. But I do think it's not going to be easy for Brady with uh, Chase Young. So The Bucks are winning. End of story. That's all I'm going to say. There's no way the Washington football team is going to beat Tom Brady, Gronk, Evans. It's no. Yeah, well, we'll see. I just had to pick a few, so that's where yeah. I went. Uh, there's no MVP talk this week because Aaron Rodgers has locked that up, so there's no point to talk about it. Um, we'll move on. That's uh, football for this week. Move on to basketball. Uh, really been heating up. Uh, Curry last night, speaking of heating up, 62 points, 31 in the first half, took down Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Fairly easily. Curry was just unstoppable. He's hitting floaters. He's hitting the threes like usual. He's hitting everything. Uh, He's hitting with, 18 free throws. <laughs> yeah, 18. He got to the line. Um, 19, 18 of them. Jesus. Curry, um, I was surprised he didn't break the three-point record when he hit 62. I was looking, and I was like, well, he didn't break it. Uh, but he, he, had, he had eight, I think, right? Eight for 16. Yeah, I'm 15. So he was getting inside quite a bit. Um, Draymond was back, and I knew that would help. Uh, he was more of a glue guy, and I, I mean, you look at his stats, they aren't that good. He had eight rebounds, 
or no, I think it was eight assists, four rebounds, or one. Maybe it was flipped, but uh, he only had one point. But his plus minus, which is a key stat you want to look at, was plus 22 and the best on the team. So what that means for people who don't know what plus minus is, is when he was on the floor, his team gained 22 points uh, because uh, it subtracts when your points go down. But by the end of the game, he would, when he was on the floor, it was plus 22 for him. So that shows just how big of a player that Draymond is for that team. Anybody who says they should trade Draymond needs to shut up because without Draymond, they just aren't the same. We'll see that. We'll talk about this in a minute about Serge Ibaka and the Toronto Raptors. I think that's really hurting them this year, not having a guy that just can be down on the boards and be heavily defensive. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad to see Draymond back. I really hate that Clay's out this year. That makes me so mad. I know he can't control it, but it does suck a lot. But Curry is going to have to be MVP, Curry, for them to do anything in the playoffs, let alone get into the playoffs, it seems, as though they've had this slow start. They have brought it back to 500 now, so we'll see what happens from here. It is quite early in the season. Um, all right, we're going to move on to my... We're going to move on to the power rankings. I'm going to tell NBA.com's, and then I'm going to give mine, and uh, Raptor's going to give his if he wants. Um mm -hmm. The top five teams that NBA.com has right now is Lakers at five and two, Sixers at seventy Sixers at five and one, Clippers at five and two or three, at four you have the Suns at five and two, and at five you have the Jazz at four and two. Now for mine, I have the seventy Sixers at one instead of the Lakers. People are gonna say I'm a hater. Maybe I am, but I most of the seventy Sixers games have been blowouts. And the reason I have the Lakers at two is because they've only beaten one team that is a top-tier team. All the rest have been trash. Sixers have done that as well. But all the Lakers' wins in those lower-tier games have been by close margins, where the Sixers have blown most teams out. I realize they're an East team, but still, I'm sure the Lakers will move up because their schedule is fairly weak at this point, and I know they're going to have to play those guys later in the season. Um... The Lakers have been good, too. It was close. I had to really think about it. But like I said, more blowouts for the Sixers What got what has me putting them at top. I like how Simmons and Embiid are playing well together. Doc Rivers has really seemed to figure it out. Simmons has been getting triple doubles about every other game. He's been really playmaking. He's been able to let Embiid kind of just take over in the paint. Embiid's playing at almost an MVP level. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are better than him right now. Well, I'd say probably four or five that are better than him right now, but he is up there with that top tier. And uh, um, Doc has also got Tobias Harris to play well. What people neglect to remember about this about Tobias is that he played for Doc and the Clippers prior to being traded. Um, so he already knows Doc, so it's going well for them. Uh, Seth Curry's been playing well. That's why the Sixers are my one. Lakers have done what they they picked up right where they left off. LeBron's playing well. Davis is playing well. One thing I talked about on my day, my nightly recaps is that Gasol has been kind of weak for them. I really think it was a mistake letting both Dwight and JaVale McGee go. They either, I would have preferred for them to have JaVale McGee right now as opposed to Mark Gasol. I think Gasol's averaging like three points a game. Uh, highest rebound total I've seen him get is eight and uh, maybe a block and a steal. But I think JaVale McGee could have gave you the same stats uh, for about the same money. And he's younger. You're going to have JaVale for a longer term. JaVale on the Cavs right now has played fairly well for them. So I think that's a mistake. But the Lakers, I'll quit harping on that. The Lakers have been 
very dominant. Harrell off the bench is good for them. Talon Horton, Tucker, and Kuzma have been good off the bench for them. Um, just a lot of good play all around. Lakers are right there at the top tier. Now, my third is different than the NBA.com. I have the Suns as three. Suns have shown that they can consistently win against against teams that are playing well right now. They beat the Jazz. They beat the Mat. The who did I write down there? Let me look. The Mavs. They beat the Pelicans and they beat the Nuggets, which are all supposed to be top tier teams. They're all fairly good. I think most of those teams will edge towards the top of the conference at the end of the season. Some of them are there right now. Um, they've just shown consistent. Chris Paul's playing well. Mikal Bridges, one of their good role players, who is starting now at the. I think he's starting or he's either coming off the bench for Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's playing well. Aiton's been getting double doubles. Booker's had to score less, but he's still been putting up points for them. Just been playing well all around. Suns are my three. My Clippers are four. Now that the reason why I flipped the Clippers and the Sun from Suns from NBA.com's rankings is because the Clippers got blown out by forty. But other than that, when Kawhi plays, they play good. Uh, blown up by fifty. Yeah, <laughs> by fifty. Yeah. Even worse. When the. <laughs> When the when Kawhi plays, they play well, but when Kawhi's not out there, they don't play that well. Um, Paul George, he needed to show at that game that he could actually still play when they got blown out by 40. Um, but when Kawhi's there, he's been playing fairly well. So if the Clippers could stay healthy, as long as Kawhi doesn't go down, I see them as being one of the top teams. But when Kawhi doesn't play, they don't look the same. I don't know what Kawhi brings there, but it seems like he is the piece for them to make them look uh, top tier. Now my five is different than what the NBA.com's was as well. They put the Jazz, but I have the Pacers. The Pacers, although they're on a two-game slide, which is probably why I think that's a weekly thing and that I'm just going by what I've seen to this point in the season. Uh, Pacers have a deep roster. They've been doing fairly well. Starting lineups doing well. They've got Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott have been coming off the bench and giving them good points. Brogdon had a 33-point game the other night. Uh, very good for them. Uh, Oladipo uh, nice. has surprised me. and actually looks like he's coming back to form, so that's good for them. And as a bonus, is looking like a top power forward in the league. So Pacers look better than they have uh, probably since they had Paul George, Roy Hibbert, George Hill, Lance Stevenson, the one they gave LeBron a loan for his money back in Miami. So, Pacers, I got it five. They look fairly good. All right, that's my five. What do you got for your five? For, well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't look into it as much as Nug does. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm, like, thinking about, like, what, what I, like I, I haven't watched a lot this year, but I've watched enough to know the teams that are there. And I would agree with the 76ers at the top because they, like you said, when they win, it's not even close. And they've also came back, I've seen a couple of times, like against the Raptors, for instance, <clears throat> who we'll get into later. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, we're definitely going to um, get into it. That's one of my key We things. were up, and we lost by 10 or 15. Yeah. So, <laughs> the 76ers must have went on some crazy run, obviously. And then, number two, mm, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Man, if you Lakers, gotta, go ahead, go ahead. Lakers, I'd say, like, I mean, I'm not saying this because you are, but 
I've seen their highlights. Well, I mean, they're either them. one or two on most lists. Yeah, so I'm just saying, what, yeah. you're not that far off. I just... And then number three, I'm going to put the Suns at three. Okay. I like the way they've been playing this year. I, I really do. I Surprisingly, the one game I have watched this year was the Suns game. <laughs> well, I know that the Suns with them is the fact that I knew they were going to be good because what Chris Paul did with OKC, and OKC was supposed to be garbage. And so with that Suns roster, they had a chance. Number four. Um... Oh, shit. I mean, Four? Yeah, well, go ahead. Cool. Wait, let me look at this. If you can't really think of it, it's no big deal. We can move on. I mean, it's not that big. Uh, then I'm just going to say those three because, like, I really. All right. All right. We'll move on to something you'll be a little more familiar with. Um, uh, my disappointments. My top five disappointments. I'll list it out and we'll get into it. Uh, number one, I have Toronto Raptors. We'll get into it in a second. Brooklyn Nets at two. Washington Wizards at three. Dallas Mavericks at four. And Denver Nuggets at five. All these teams have high... Ex I had higher expectations. I wouldn't say all of them I had high, but uh, uh, most of them have just done nothing or have done very little compared to what I thought they should be. I'm going to bring up the standings real quick so I have a better representation of where everybody's at while I'm saying it so I can quote records real quick first off let's get into yeah well let's get into that one first Toronto Raptors yeah one of the worst seasons I've seen for them in why won't this work all right well let the, I'll talk while this is working but this is probably one of the worst seasons I've seen out of Toronto in years I don't know this is probably going back probably a worse start Right around the time after Vince Carter left, I don't. They look, they look like they have no leader. They look like they're just, they don't know what they're doing out there. They just keep running around and they just. And Siakam's playing. That Siakam does not look like he's worth anywhere near that money at all. The way he's playing right now, Siakam looks horrible. Um. I just really think, and the big situation. I mean, Boucher needs to start. There is no way that Boucher should not start if Baines is getting eight and five, eight points and five rebounds. I don't get why Nurse has got to figure it out because I mean, as much as it's the players' fault, Nurse needs to make some switches somewhere to help help do something somewhere for that team because they just. I don't like you said they blew the lead up the other day. There's just a lack yeah. of ability to close on that team. I mean they're they're in the games they're in. They just can't close it whatsoever, and it also doesn't help that P Pascal has fouled out of the last two games. So that's why they can't close because their guy that was supposed to be their closer. That's why they gave him the money. Hasn't shown that since he got paid. Um. All right, I'll let you say something. I might come back into something if you want. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, see, I'm a Raptors fan, so, like, I don't like to, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm dogging shit on the chest, lately, but, yeah. like, but, I mean, like, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> I mean, Pascal's ass doesn't seem to give a shit, to be honest. And then you got Nick Nurse, who I really, I trusted Nurse, though. Like, he's not the issue. I trust him more than trust Casey right now, but. Well, yeah, I'm Nick Nurse is not the problem, I'll tell you that. No, much. I know that. It's 
it's it's one it's Pascal, two it's not Van Vliet because he's been trying to do it something. I mean, and then I think they should do what you said and start Boucher because what they're doing right now is I don't even know. Yeah. It's just bad. Baines is a good backup <laughs> anyway. That would work. Um, Baines isn't bad, but he ain't no starter. Who, who else did they sign? Oh, they got Alex Len, too. They signed, like, half a dozen backups. Like, Len and Baines are both good backup centers, but they're not starters. Um, I just don't see a whole lot into the... I I can't... Like, I know Gasol wouldn't have been a fix either. Like, if you had signed Gasol, that wouldn't have fixed it either. Ibaka was the one that hurt. You needed Ibaka to stay. Um, I yeah. think Ibaka would have evened it out at the end there because you could have told Siakam to sit down if he didn't foul out first, and you could have put Ibaka in there, and that would have helped at the end, I think, for you guys to close these. But you guys don't really have a closer, and I don't think Fred Van Fleet's been in enough games to – enough of those type of games to close out by himself. He needs somebody else there. Lowry – I mean, Lowry's been playing well too. It's not really a guard thing. It's more of a big thing I see. OG's not your he's not gonna push your team over the top. OG's is a good he's just good there. He's not he's not trash, but he's not a role player. He's he's a starter, but he's not the guy you give the ball at the end of the game to ISO up top. Now, when they signed Siakam I thought that was the kind of guy he was gonna be. It was right off the championship and he looked fairly good. He looked like he was gonna be that guy. But his numbers have dropped, I think, eight points a game, a couple rebounds, a couple assists since Kawhi's left. And I just don't know what they can do to fix it. I don't, I really don't know what's there to fix it besides guys just pulling up their socks and playing better. I mean, you imagine this team in the West right now? Yeah. I don't know. Well... We'll see. They've got time. Uh, Siakam does need to get his head around, but let's move on to something else. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn has been a disappointment for me. Um, it seems like they have the same issue with closing as well. They were doing fairly good, and then Dimwitty went down, and that seems to have thrown a wrench in their whole thing. I've heard talks that they might trade for... Who are they? George Hill and OKC. They might try to bring in George Hill, which I think could work. Um, but it's a shame that Dimwitty went down. I do think they do have certain pieces that could fill in the slots, but I think George Hill would work for them. Uh, Shamit would be a good choice to bring that. If he steps up into that spot, he could really give them some help. Um, but uh, also, uh, last night it was just people not being able to just finish when they have to. Durant and Kyrie, who are the best guys on the team, I mean, you can't really put anybody over them you'd be stupid to both miss shots that they needed to hit at the end of the game now am i gonna bet against the nuggets in four months probably not but right now they don't look insanely good they look about mid-tier right now but they've got time to figure it out um all right we'll move on to uh, the wizards um <laughs> wizards i thought were going to be a borderline eight right now they look uh, borderline draft lottery. Uh, actually, not borderline. Probably about the sixth pick. But um, the Wizards just... what It's not Rushbrook's fault. It really isn't. He's been getting triple-double on top of triple-double. I think 
I think I think he's already had four or five at this point. Beal's been playing well. Um, but where I think it really lies is their they have Isaac Bong at the three. They don't really have I mean, the rookie they got Denny Ev Evicina. Um Danny Avija. Avija, yeah, there you go. Alright, but um He's too young to fit that role, and Bonga's just not going to get you points. You don't really have a lot coming there. At the, I mean, and then at the four, they've got Hashimura's out right now. That would help them, but Hashimura got pink eye doing God knows what. I'm not going to get into that, but there's pink eye in both eyes, a little bit sus. Um, but uh, Hashimura's got to get back for them, and that would help. Uh, but Thomas Bryant the other day, their center scored on the other basket. So that's telling you how their first part of their season's going. Um, all right, let's move on to Dallas. Um, Dallas has been doing okay. Um, they've lost a lot of close games. Um, it just seems like um, they're missing a they're missing Porzingis, but they have no replacement for him until he comes back. So I, the Mavs, Luka's been playing his game, but he doesn't really have any bench production consistently to push them over the top. Um, they, they played okay. Um, one thing I need to see is Josh Richardson play a little bit more consistent. He's been kind of hit or miss at times, literal, in the literal and the physical sense. He's been breaking some shots, too. Um he just needs to play better for them. He's given them about 13. I think he needs to be closer to 18 with the amount of offense on that side of the ball that they have. He should be one of their top three guys, and he's not. Uh, they've got Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing fairly well for them. But outside of those three, the offensive production has been fairly quiet. It's looking like at this point they should have kept Seth Curry because they – they have good defense. They have a lot of good defensive guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, but he doesn't provide points. And they need more points. They're just getting outdone on the offensive end. Luka can't put up a ton of points. He's a playmaking guy, and if you got guys bricking shots, it's not going to bode well. Um, but Dallas, uh, if they get Porzingis back uh, middle of January, they've got um, a lot of time to rack up the wins and uh, stay in the playoff conversation because right now they're at 14, but then again, everybody's only played about seven games. So there's still time. And my last one at five, I have Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, um, I've said it on the nightly recap, and I'm saying it here. The lack of wing defenders are going to kill them now, and it's going to kill them in the playoffs. Because now they don't have anybody that is effective, that can effectively guard a guy like LeBron, a guy like Durant, not that they'll see Durant in the playoffs, a guy like even Andrew Wiggins would or Oubre might give them issues in the playoffs because I got them, even if they get in at about a 4 and a 5, and that's about where I see Golden State if they pick it up, although Golden State hasn't played well either. Um, but... Right there, at the they're gonna have issues guarding any good small forward or even power forward. Davis is gonna take them to town because Paul Millsap cannot guard Davis. The loss of Jeremy Grant and Torrey Craig has been huge for them. Uh, Jeremy Grant for Detroit is putting up 22 a game. 
uh, like seven rebounds, the occasional steal and block. Actually, I think he has about a steal and a block a game, shooting about 45%. Uh, the reason why he didn't want to stay in Denver is because they wanted him to take a defensive role. But, um, and I mean, they need the defense, but they could have thrown him the, they could have said you can score more, and they've actually needed it lately because Michael Porter Jr. has been had good games and he's had okay games. But they can't consistently start him because he can't play defense. That's going to be Denver's downfall. I think by losing these wing defenders, they've set themselves back at least a year. Now they're relying on guys like Michael Porter Jr. and other young guys to kind of, kind of uh, get better quicker than they would have been if they had still had Jeremy Grant or, um, I'm not going to keep repeating, but Torrey Craig. Uh, if they had those guys, they would have... Uh, still been in the contention for Western Conference Championship, but now I think they're second round out if they don't figure stuff out early quicker. Um, all right, that's enough on Denver. I'm gonna move to my surprises. I'll let you go. Do you have any surprises early in the season that you see? The Cavaliers. That's who I have at my one. I did not expect Cleveland. Uh, well, uh, you got anything on that other than just? Surprising? Not really. They <laughs> did not expect them to do anything. Okay, I'll get into it then. <laughs> um, Cleveland has had really good post presence. Um, from Larry, uh, from the other night, Larry Nance Jr. dominating John Collins, which was very surprising. Um, they've just had all around Drummond, uh, pats of stats as he did in Detroit. Um, JaVale McGee, uh, having good bench. Ma- Good, uh, good off the bench. Uh, Chetty Osman, uh, having decent production off the bench for them. Colin Sexton looking like an all star, although I don't think he would on many other teams, but it works in Cleveland. Darius Garland doing okay for them. Um, just all around, they've just had, uh, players that have just picked up the pace. And, um, uh, they put up a fight against teams I didn't think they were. They've downed Atlanta the other night. Not that Atlanta's a top team in the conference, but didn't expect that. Uh, Now, that'll be my transition. Let's move on to Atlanta. That's my number two. Atlanta has surprised me, especially with the way they fought against the Nets. Um, I think, honestly, the Nets could have won both games, but they didn't. Um, And Atlanta was just, they just look good. Trey has playmaked, sometimes even to the point where it has been a detriment to the team. But they've won most of the games. The only time I saw him over playmake was against Cleveland. He wouldn't. He only got 19 points that game, which you say only 19. But he had been averaging 25-30 at that point. So um, sometimes he, that's one thing I see. They got to watch with Trey is that he doesn't want to score sometimes. But uh, when Collins is hitting threes and getting 20 a game, and then you got um, Kevin Herter getting 20, 10 off the bench, 15 maybe, and then you got guys like Hunter getting uh 20 points sometimes and Reddish getting 15 you just you've got a lot of offense and Bogdanovich off the bench you got a good veteran like Rondo they've got a decent team there I don't know how far it'll take them in the playoffs because they are quite young but uh we'll see what they can do uh it's a long season but right now they're what are they let me see like five and two uh, they're four and two right now, but that's not too bad. Um, if they can keep it up, I see good good things happening for them this year. 
My third team that is surprising me is the New York Knicks. I actually have a better record than the uh, Nets right now. I don't expect it to last, but um, guys like R.J. Barrett uh, putting up 25 some nights. Uh, Julius Randle, triple-double. Aifred Payton, uh, double-double with assists. Just things that I was not expecting coming in. I guess Thibodeau has got them in line a little bit. Don't expect them to contend whatsoever because it's the Knicks, but... Uh, we'll see what they can do. Uh, they've got a lot of good young guys. I mean, eventually, if you suck enough, you should be able to get some decent guys out of the draft. So, uh, Knicks have got a lot of upside. Now, another team that has surprised me is out of the West, uh, the 4-2 and two Pelicans right now. I expected the Pelicans to be decent, but I didn't expect them to be this highly competitive. Ingram looks like he could lead the team along with you've got your du your um duo right there with him and Zion. Zion's just production. He puts up production. Some nights it's a 30-point game. Other nights it's 15 and 10, but he's still there. And uh, both nights where he's put up these different production numbers, they've won. So I guess... They all just kind of gel and move the ball around. Lonzo shot more, and when he shot well, they've won. I think he's only had one bad game from shooting. He just They can really work in that pick and roll with Zion. Uh, Zion's, when he sets the screen, the guy backs off uh, his defender because he thinks he's going to roll off and really come at him, and that leaves a nice mid-range for Lonzo that he can hit. So that's going to be something they can work off of all season. Uh, Pelicans have played fairly well under uh, Stan Van Gundy, who I have a lot of premonitions from uh, from Detroit, but he's done all right uh, for them in New Orleans. Now, my last surprise is uh, the Rockets. I've been surprised at what uh, Christian Wood has been able to do with James Harden. Not that I didn't know he could do that stuff in Detroit, but it just shows what with a good point guard, he was able to do, uh, well, not even point guard, James Harden. Uh, John Wall looks like he is back to uh, what he used to be. I'm going to be honest. He had been out so long that I forgot what he could do. I didn't remember a whole lot of what he did prior because I didn't watch Wizards games anyway prior. So now to see him back, it's good. He threw down a nice left-hand uh, tomahawk, uh, which shows he's still got the bounce. Haven't seen a whole lot out of Cousins yet, so we'll have to see more to come there. Um, but just a, the Rockets look good. If they could get Harden to stay, they are fairly good. Uh, they they look good. They look like a definite playoff team. Uh, but with Harden there, they could really get it going. All right, I'm going to move on to just my Detroit minute or so I call it. Um, the Pistons... I have sucked, but I've seen a lot of potential, more than I've seen in a lot of years. The rookies look good. I like Isaiah Stewart off the bench. He's not Big Ben, but he reminds me a lot of Big Ben. He's just, just a big, wide dude. He just gets down there and grabs boards. I think he's averaging four and a half offensive rebounds, which leads the rookies. Uh, maybe even leads the league at four and a half. I'm not sure. It's early in the season. But he's been good. He's been getting like a half a block a game. Some games he get one. I've seen him get one two-block game. Uh, I just like him a lot. He shows a lot of effort out there. Now, one thing I will say is I'm not happy with Casey right now. He's playing Blake a lot of minutes, and that is not what we need right now. We're not trying to win. I like Blake a lot, but put him out there for 20, 18, 20 minutes and then give like Sekou Dumboya uh, minutes off of there. He's trying to play hard with Sekou when 
we suck. It's not like you're in Toronto with Siakam. This is you're not trying to win here. We're trying to be competitive, but yet you need to get them young guys out there. And they've been doing fairly good. Josh Jackson looks like he doesn't can didn't Kansas. I've I haven't I did not expect that from Josh Jackson to actually play well. I thought he was a bust through and through. But we've been able to see something different out of him, so that is good. Uh Sadiq Bay, sixteenth pick, has looked really good. He looks like he's just ready to go right off of the draft board. Um, first day, he's already getting 12 points a game and, like, four rebounds. If not, he gets, he's had higher games with rebounds, but that's his average. This looks really good. Hayes has been fairly inconsistent. I'm not 100% sold on him yet, but he is 19 years old. He's got time to go in the league. Um, he's got to get more consistent. He's got to get used to the game, uh, learn from D. Rose and figure it out. But I really do think that the Pistons need to look to move Blake Griffin sometime in the near future because all he does is hold minutes up for the young guys like uh, Sadiq Bey, who has played Blake's position when he's been out. Uh, because I think Blake's played like half the games and the other one he's been hurt, hurt as in resting. Um, but, um, yeah, I like where the Pistons are at right now. This GM could basically run it in the ground right now, and he's already done better than half the GMs have done in the last 10 years, so... Um, I like where we're at. I think we're going to call it there. I think that was a good, another good uh, podcast there. i like you guys uh, to, if you disagree with anything, like if my uh, the Lakers fans out there want to uh, give me what's for in the comments, go ahead. Uh, anything you disagree with, put it in the comments. I'll talk about it next week. Um, uh, drop a like, check the subscribe button. I know that all the YouTubers do it, but you may not be subscribed. You might want to check it. It unsubscribes some people. You got to check the subscribe button. All right, that's enough of that. But thank you guys for watching, and we'll be back next week.